This episode is brought to you by Quests for Authenticity, a confidence coaching program that uses D&D to help you become just as confident in real life as your characters are at the game table. Visit www.questsforauthenticity.com to learn how the program helps people stop being an NPC in somebody else's story and become the hero of their own, or to take a free quiz that will stat you as a level one character in real life. Welcome to the Compendium, a resource designed to help you spend less time learning D&D and more time actually playing. So let's dive into the divine domains. Yeah, um, there are a lot of them. And again, this is rewinding to level one. You get to pick this as a level one. So when you're building your character, you have to select this. Um, and there are a just a massive amount to choose from. So we're going to do some uh, more in-depth looks at some of the more common ones that you're going to find or some of the more potentially like powerful ones that you might yeah. see. And then an overview of the rest so that you can have a, a general understanding of what's out there um, and a concept of what they do. So you can go do some deep dives yourself if it sounds interesting. Exactly. And I, I was thinking about doing the life domain as the one we kind of really explore to show the template because that is also it's a very very common one because mm-hmm. you get extra healing and it's also in the basic rules that are free that anyone can go get yeah. uh, i think for a lot of people that's their first experience with a cleric because it's the most clericy of all the clerics you yeah know? it enforces the trope of the healer of the group exactly entirely. yeah and what i love too is it gives uh, a short description of what they're all about and even some uh uh potential gods that they could worship from a bunch of different uh pantheons uh like from uh like uh from greek mythology and then also from like D mythology from uh norse and egyptian so there's a lot of really cool things uh like um where i just saw it uh Pelor, uh lathander from D stuff uh but you also have like hathor from uh uh, from the Greek gods as well, and and uh, Demeter, you know, um, and things like that. So it's kind of nice. Um, so their extra um, spells uh, at first level, they always have bless and cure wounds prepared. So that's already on the list, but they'll always be able to do bless and cure wounds, right? Which makes a lot of sense. At third level, uh, they always have prepared lesser restoration. So like getting things like blinded, deafened, paralyzed, poisoned off of a character. It's the easy way to do it. And yeah. spiritual weapon, which is a great spell. Yeah. Uh, and I think too, one of the things that I wanted to point out is that there was no third level improvement for your vanilla cleric. So right. third level is is pretty much going to come always in your divine domains. And it's going to yes. be probably something a little more hardy because it's non-existent in just your basic vanilla. Um, exactly. So- yeah, exactly. And that's why it was so fast talking about the the bare bones cleric, um, uh, because most of what fills in those gaps is repetitive things like turn undead, destroy undead, ASIs, and then stuff from your domain. Right. Uh, probably more so than some of the a lot of the other uh, classes we've looked at. Uh, fifth level, they get Beacon of Hope and Revivify, which is a quick acting uh, resurrection spell. At seventh level, they get Death Ward, which can help keep everyone alive and Guardian of Faith. At ninth level, uh, they get Mass Cure Wounds and Raise Dead, uh, which is a much more uh, beefy uh, and longer taking uh, resurrection spell. Um, they also get a bonus proficiency of heavy armor. 
uh, which we kind of mentioned before. And then also they get uh, Disciple of Life, uh, which is basically whenever they do a healing spell, it's more effective. Um, so if they use a first level spell or higher to restore hit points to a creature, the creature regains additional hit points equal to two plus the spell's level. Oh, wow. So it's just a little like bump uh, yeah. that in, a, in many ways just like doubles the f- the lowest possible amount of healing, mm-hmm. uh, which is really nice because it's a, this great safety net because Cure Wounds is like 1d8, I think, plus your uh, ability casting modifier. And so like, let's say that's like four is the minimum. And then here, that's an extra three at, at minimum. So that's seven. So you know you're always going to give at least seven hit points to somebody, which at you know first level, which is what this is, that could be almost all of your hit points, which is mm-hmm. great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, first level characters. Yeah, which thank Paylor really helps. Um, so uh, and then their channel divinity is something called preserve life. As an action, you can present your holy symbol and invoke healing energy. It's like a like when you put a halls in your mouth and you have a cold and just the effervescence just comes off of you. Uh, you can restore hit points. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, you can restore hit points equal to a number uh, five times your cleric level. So you can just at second level you can just give. 10 hit points as an action that's not a spell mm-hmm. to uh to any creature within 30 feet of you including yourself or divide them among uh any number of creatures in the range uh so you can kind of give a little bit of healing to everybody and this is great because it scales as you go up so at 20th level that's a hundred hit points you can just dump into one person or give a little top off to everybody in your party um and uh, but you can't restore a creature to uh, more than half its hit point maximum. So uh, it is when they're like really down. Uh, this right. is going to be able to use to help them get back up and then maybe use some of your other uh, abilities to do that. Um, at sixth level, you have Blessed Healer, uh, which sounds like a hymn somehow. Blessed Healer. Um, that. Uh, when you cast a spell of first level or higher that restores hit points on a creature other than you, you regain hit points equal to two plus the spell's level. So now you get bonus healing from your first level ability from Disciple of Life. And now at sixth level, you get a little kickback. You get like a- a, a, a You just feel so good about what you're doing and all the good you're doing in the world. Yeah. Yeah, you, you get like you up a little. Yeah, you get you you get affiliate hit points because you're doing your God's work. <laughs> um, and I'm gonna call those affiliate hit points from now on because that was good. Um, and then eighth level divine strike, which is one of those abilities that you, you can use Tasha's to switch out, but basically you can infuse your weapons with divine energy. And once on each of your turns, when you hit a creature with a weapon attack, you can cause the attack to do an extra D8 of radiant damage. And at 14th level, it jumps to 2D8. So uh, you can kind of, in a way, give a little bit of a a run for the money to paladins uh, just much Mm -hmm. later in your growth track. And then their super saiyan, their capstone ability is supreme healing. At level 17 and above, when you would roll one or more dice to restore hit points with a spell. Instead, you use the highest number possible for each die. Oh, wow. So instead of rolling 2d6 hit points, uh, you would just restore 12 plus whatever other bonuses are there. So you just don't have to roll a healing anymore. You can just give max healing all the time. And there's no, there's no caveats here. Not once per day, once per long or short rest. 
is just whenever you would roll one or more die to restore hit points with a spell, not channel divinities, just use the max die. That's it, period. All I can think of is like a DM using the optional rules of gritty realism. Be like, you guys are messing it up. <laughs> yeah, this is neither gritty nor real. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hey man, you you let a cleric, a cleric into the party. That's how it goes. Uh, so yeah, so that's kind of the template. As you can see, that kind of lays over all of the vanilla stuff we talked about, and really dials in the theme or domain or portfolio of that god onto uh, this cleric that really gives them the flavor that you're looking for. And there's a lot of really good ones on here. Right, and nothing there is is. Um unique from itself right like you said mm -hmm. it just continues to narrow the focus tighter and tighter and stronger into one very specialized area um, right. so it's just deepening your ability to do this one thing very well yeah exactly and it's almost like reading the name of the capstone ability that 17th level thing is what that domain's all about and so in the light uh life domain it's called supreme healing so i'm all mm -hmm. yeah what are they all about supreme healing Thanks for equipping the compendium. We hope you enjoyed listening in to the conversation this week. If you haven't done so already, it would help us out if you take a minute to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a good review. We hope to see you back in a few days for the next episode where we'll be continuing our discussion delving further into the world of D&D.